How to Get and Stay Healthy in 2022. That's our topic today for Midweek Motivation. My name is Gabe Kolstad. This is my wife, Melissa. We are from Westside Community Church, and we're excited about just what's been going on in our church, but also sharing with you some tips uh, for the season ahead. You know, this year being one of those that is going to require us to be at our best. That's Mm -hmm. been our series at Westside. And uh, when I was thinking about what health expert could I pull in today (laughs) to be talking about the practical aspects of health, I really literally couldn't think of anybody better than my own wife who has just demonstrated. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, you. but I know behind the scenes, and you know, I know that you're the same consistency behind the scenes as you are in front on the stage or wherever, and just your consistency in building those personal disciplines and rhythms and habits, things that you do day in and day out very consistently, um, (laughs) has made you a healthy person. And as a result, you know, Melissa, like, rarely gets sick. Um, If she does, it's very quick. Um, She, you know, she just seems to bounce back from everything. She stays strong under stress. A lot of great things that all of us (laughs) want. Um, And, but when, like, for me, that discipline's been tough to build, and she's been such a good inspiration for me. So I'm going to hand the ball to you to just talk about, like, what are some of the things that you've been learning? What are the things that you think make the biggest difference for all of us, as we're going, we want to be at our best, and let's get practical about some health stuff. Well, I love the scripture that Gabe shared on Sunday morning at church, and I think that that is one of my life verses. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it again. It's First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty it says, "Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. You were bought with a high price, so you must honor God with your body." And that. I learned that verse when I was a kid. And so that verse has always stuck with me and those verses have stuck with me. And I think about them often when I want to make a choice about anything because I realize that my body is owned by God mm-hmm. himself, that the Holy Spirit indwells me, is in me. And so I want to honor God with everything that I put in my body and what I do with my body. And so, and I'm not a hundred percent, I don't do it all the time. <laughs> I'll admit that later, but... <laughs> But uh, but it is something that I actually think of all the time is that how I can be better to my body and, and just uh, treat it well. So I got some really practical health tips. Okay, and this I is am, what everybody wants to hear. I'm not an expert, That's but I'm true. pretty good at it. Yeah, you're very so good So I'm going to say that. So, <laughs> But first of all, um, I wanted to mention my mom. My mom has been gone now for 15 years. She died of meningitis, and she was very healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a incredibly healthy woman. She was wonderful. And she was always on the treadmill, always working out, always, always taking care of her body. And it's just crazy that she died so quick of meningitis. But I have a funny story. When we were younger, we had this gym around here called Nautilus, and it was a women's gym. My mom was very conservative and would never true. work out with men in the That's same so room <laughs> ever. So we got we got gym memberships, and my mom didn't want me working out with guys in the room. Right. So we went to the gym together. And, uh, and that just really solidified in my life the importance of being healthy and being strong and to take care of my body physically. And uh, I remember one time, I have to say this real quick, my mom and I, the funniest time ever at the gym, I hopped on this machine where you grab the top handles and you crunch. So it's a crunch, a stomach machine, right? Core machine. 
And I hopped on that thing and I started crunching and the seat wasn't wedged in properly. Uh-oh. And it went all the way down about two feet. And oh, I was wow. on it and dropped two feet. <laughs> it was <laughs> so funny and so embarrassing. And my mom and I died laughing. And it was one of the funniest memories with my mom because we probably laughed for 15 minutes. I think we had to go to the restroom and everything. Like it got pretty bad. <laughs> But it was hilarious. But my mom really, really taught me how to be healthy and the importance of, of being active. And so I really appreciate that about my mom. And then there's my dad. My dad's a Marine, so mm-hmm. very disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad is also diabetic. And so he became diabetic when he was about 30 years old. And so I was just born like right after that. And so I have never, ever seen my dad eat a cookie or a brownie or a piece of pie or anything like that. It's like my dad is been disciplined since day one, Mm -hmm. since he found out he had diabetes, he's been disciplined. Well, as a result of that, we've had very strict meal schedules. So we eat at 8.30, 12.30, and 5.30. That's how it worked my whole life growing up. And they were always very healthy meals too, because you know my dad couldn't eat a lot of carbs because that turns into sugar and no sugar for sure, because that would go crazy because he's type one diabetic. So he's insulin dependent. So none of that stuff, like that was just no, no. But my dad, boy, and I have a confession to make about my dad later. It was about me, but ah. my my dad's the, I think my dad's the cause of it, but I'll admit that later. We'll do that at the end. <laughs> but another person that I want to recognize is my husband. Gabe is, okay, you don't think you're good at health stuff, but you're good at this one for sure. He takes a Sabbath. I do. Every Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's really important because I'm just going to say Gabe's a bit of a workaholic and he's an overachiever and he, he likes to accomplish but the one thing that he has kept very, very strong in our relationship is Monday is Sabbath. And that is a day that we spend together. We go in on adventure. We eat bad food, mm, generally. Very bad food. Yes. Um, it's cheat day. But we, but that is our day together. And I have so appreciated that because he can work and work and work. And But I know Monday's my day. And I yeah. always have called our day off my Gabe day. So that's my day to hang out with him. And he honors that and doesn't pull a bunch of work in or meetings or phone calls or anything. He protects it really good. So I'm very thankful for that. You have to have downtime. And it should be a day of downtime, not just a two hours in the evening. You should try to have Real downtime. Yeah. I've always thought that uh, great uptime, which is what we're all looking for, requires great downtime. <laughs> and we have to have that first. It has to come first because yeah. otherwise you're not ready for what's next. Right. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really important too. Um, another thing that I'll just mention is that I, I don't... I don't really take medications. So when I have a headache, it's got to be pretty bad for me to even bust out the Advil. because yeah, you're I'm, cutting an Advil in half. I know. I'm know? Just, I don't like <laughs> stuff that alters my body, even if it's to help me. But I will take an Advil once in a while or if I need it. But, but it's something that I'm pretty protective of what goes inside my body. And I think most people probably should be more protective about what goes inside their body. You know, stay away from drugs. Um, too much alcohol, absolutely. I don't think you should be drinking every day. I don't care what the experts say about a red red wine every night. I don't think it's a good idea to drink and to do drugs and to smoke and all that kind of stuff. I think that uh, since my body is a temple of God, um, I want to honor it and not bring anything that can alter my body at all. And so that's kind of how I, I don't even drink caffeine, which is insane at our house because you guys need to know. Here's another confession. My family drinks a lot of coffee. Yeah, those guys. Those guys, yeah. And Mr. Here leading the way. So, <laughs> but, um, but I don't even drink caffeine because, for one thing, I have enough energy. I don't need caffeine. So we're good without me having caffeine. But, but, again, <laughs> the, but you yeah. used to drink um, diet soda. I drank diet Pepsi and I quit yeah. about seven years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And so everything, she's been falling asleep all the time since then. <laughs> no, not really. But like you say, you have tons of energy. I do. I but that was an intentional that. choice that you made for lots of reasons to stop drinking diet soda. Yeah, which I was didn't caffeine. want cancer either. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just really intentional about what goes in my body. And I just look at it that my if my body's a temple, I want to make sure that I'm keeping it clean and being good to it. So that's just one of my things. This happened several years ago. We were on a tarmac in New York. JFK. JFK. I don't remember where we were coming from or where we were. We were heading home, I think. Yeah. We got stuck in an airplane for hours. Mm -hmm. It must have been three hours on the tarmac. Yeah. And I had a panic attack. Well, and the the air turned off. There was no air flowing. Yeah, people were restless a little bit. They wouldn't let us out. They wouldn't take us back to the gate. And it was just... So overwhelmingly, and and my first admission here is I am severely claustrophobic. Ask my family; <laughs> I don't even like to go in elevators. I will walk five flights of stairs with with luggage in hand instead of hopping in a, in in a um, elevator. I'm just not an elevator person. I don't like airplanes. I do take lorazepam before I hop on an airplane. I have to because I'm so claustrophobic. But this one time, this was before I learned the lorazepam thing. Yeah, and oh my goodness. I had a panic attack. And if you've ever had one, if you haven't, you don't get it. But if you've had one, you are completely, it's like an out-of-body experience. You have no control of what's happening and you don't know how to stop it. And it's very, very stressful. So of course I get home from that experience and I go straight to the doctor that week. I'm like, what happened to me? So, and Gabe knows the story. They were right away like, well, we'll put you on antidepressants or we'll put you on some anxiety meds. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want that. I want to know what's going on inside my body that's causing this. So I had a blood, blood work thing done, a test done, and come to find out I had no B12 in my system, which is like a dairy thing. And I don't eat a lot of dairy, so, um, so I could see that. But I had no B12 in my system, which can cause anxiety. Yeah. So lo and behold, so what do I do? I went out to the store. I got some B12 vitamins. I got some vitamin D, because let me tell you, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you need to have a D vitamin every day because it's or dark two. around here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I take a multivitamin every day. And I think it's important. And you know what? It helped a lot. Like I very, very rarely ever have episodes. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a panic attack in years. Years, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, before we go to the extreme on some of these medications, let's see what's going on inside our body and see how we can deal with it naturally. You know, how I can work through different things. And even going to the doctor and seeing like a naturopath or maybe how can I deal with this? How do I talk myself down from anxiety? How do I, you know, there's other ways. Now, if you are severely needing a medication for that, then I absolutely, yeah, take it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not against that. But for me, I just knew that I could work through this naturally. Yeah, you just didn't want it to be your first resort, right? I didn't want it to yeah. be my first resort. And I don't like medication controlling my body either. So I'll do anything else besides live off of that. Because I just think in the long haul, and I know a lot of people that's been on meds for a long time, mm-hmm. it's not good. It's not good for effects, your body. Yeah. Oh, there's so many effects. And it's so terrible for you later in life. So so that's just me. It's just what I am. Um, also, we need to sleep eight hours a night. And this is the one I had to teach my husband. Gabe had to learn this one because <laughs> I did, he would. It's true. You still yeah. don't even do quite eight hours, uh, but you try. Some, yeah. But the experts More than I say used to, for sure. eight hours, eight hours. And so, um, but I'll give you a little trick because I'm a very light sleeper. Actually, last night I had a dream that there were spiders attacking me. I'm not even joking. Oh, so you're admitting it was a dream now? Yeah. Well, it had to be a dream. But Gabe said yeah. I was punching the pillows oh, in the middle like of the night. It was like a full-on fight with the pillows. <laughs> I was. I had to move out of the way. I was fighting I was spiders. Scared. Yes. Anyways, I'm a very light sleeper. So I'm just going to show you this because Gabe and I take both these. It's a melatonin one milligram, and it's actually for kids from Costco or Sam's Club. 
And I'm not joking. This stuff is magic. And we've tried other melatonins, and I know mm-hmm. other people that have tried melatonins. This is the best. So if you need something to kind of crash, this is where it's at. So. Yeah, for some reason, the low dose works for me. The regular dose act had the opposite effect for me, and yeah. I got a little bit wired from it, and so it didn't really work. But this has been <laughs> great for us. Well, normally all medications work opposite for me. Yeah. NyQuil makes me hyper. So I'm just saying, like, so this actually works. So if you need a melatonin to crash, then do that. But eight hours of sleep, try to go for that. I think it's important because when you aren't sleeping well, then you're not going to do well during the day. Hey, let me, while you're talking about sleep, yeah. and I don't mean to steal the show, no, but let ahead. me just talk about something I've learned that has helped me a little bit. I don't do it every night, but I try. It's called three, two, one. And the idea is three hours before bed, don't eat anything. I break that rule sometimes. <laughs> um, but that's just because you, the way your body's digesting, it doesn't work well with sleep. When you're digesting, your your body's your not body's in busy. rest mode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two hours before bed, stop working. Don't do any more work. Because again, your mind is like busy, you're solving mm-hmm. problems and all that. So stop working two hours before bed. And then one hour before bed, no screens. Because we all know the light from our phones and iPads and TVs and all that stuff is has an effect on your brain, which yep. tells your brain, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. Yeah. So if we can stop that. So again, I'm not... I'm just learning it, and uh, it, every time I do practice it well, man, does it work. Yeah. And, I can, and then I get my eight hours of sleep without waking up. Yeah. yeah. And I think Three, a lot two, of people live with their phones on during night, the night, so when you hear... The ding of a text or a you know Snapchat mm-hmm. notification or anything mm-hmm. like that, you wake up and you look at it, and then your mind starts going, and I think it, it just breaks your sleep cycle. So if we can keep that away, especially even our kids, I mean, it's so unhealthy mm-hmm. that they're not sleeping for large good chunks of time. It just makes the next day rough. Um, so here's my confession. My confession is I am a chocoholic. Yeah, that is my weakness. I love sugar. I can do without all the other stuff. But man, I love chocolate. I love seas candy. I love cookies. I love brownies. I love all that stuff. So here's what I do that helps with that. We have our cheat day, which is our our day off, our Sabbath on Mondays. We eat anything we want on Mondays. Anything goes on Mondays. So yesterday I had a hot chocolate and yeah, I had a, a cookie. Yeah, a place called and, Roast yeah, in it was Portland, good. which was a, a chocolate house. Yeah, chocolate Not a house. coffee house. So they had these sipping chocolates and hot chocolates from mm-hmm. all over the world and all the stuff. And Kova coffee and stuff, yeah. but... Yeah, so, um, but I eat so much junk food on Mondays that it makes me not even crave it for the next like six <laughs> days. <laughs> so the rest of my week's really good because that one day, and maybe that doesn't work for some of you, but for us, is it, it works because it takes care of my cravings and I'm not completely denying the fact that I really want a muffin or a donut on a Monday and it gives me something to look forward to. So it's just my little fun thing and I think it works for us. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, so yeah, so get moving. Be careful what you put in your body because our body is just a temple. It's God's holy place. So let's honor it as best we can. Um, so move, eat right, yeah, sleep now, right, all that good stuff. Yeah, now let's, before we move on, mm-hmm. talk a little bit, if you're not already planning to, about your practice with moving, with the gym, with working out. Okay, so I go to the gym four or five times a week. And um, if not, I walk outside. We have mm-hmm. a treadmill at home. I have a bike. Sometimes when I'm sitting in front of the TV watching Melissa and Joey is my show right now, mm-hmm. um, I'll be, um, I'll just go on my little bike while I'm watching TV because it burns some calories and it gives me something to do instead of just sitting on the couch. So mm-hmm. so I find movement, they, they say 40 minutes a day of movement is what you need to do. Um, about 10,000 steps a day is a healthy person. Um, I try to get at least that and keep moving. And so I think it's really important. Um, when I turned 40, I got a gym membership, very specifically a gym membership because... Um, At a co-ed gym. 
Yeah, yeah, there's boys there. Yeah. Whoa. I know, crazy. Don't tell my mom. She's in heaven. <laughs> We're good. But but one of those things is that um, I wanted my my muscles and bones to be strong, so I started lifting weights and stuff. And so I think that's important, too, especially as women. Guys, too. But women, we got to keep strong because our bones get brittle. So, um, so, yeah, so I do burn classes. I do circuit classes. I do weights. I do cardio. I do whatever. I mm-hmm. love the gym. Mm-hmm. I think it's an absolute blast. Yeah, and you, I mean— almost fanatical about it in the sense that when you go, Um, it's like for an hour and a half or two hours sometimes. And not everybody can do that, you know, in terms of schedule or whatever. But um, even before you could do that, maybe like when our kids were younger, you had different responsibilities were different and stuff. um, It wasn't that much time, but it was still very consistent. Yeah. And uh, they say 40 minutes. I think I usually do between an hour or two. Yeah. Depending if I'm doing weights. But what I love, I was talking to Melissa the other day and she just... You know, she signed up. She was on her phone signing up for this class at the gym. <laughs> and she said, I got to sign up for a class or else I'm not going to want to go. Yeah. And so it was like she's doing these things to pull her in yeah. to. Gives me accountability. Yeah, so it's I accountability. It's like, yeah. I want a reason to have to show up. Sure. And, um, and so there's a number of classes that you go to every week. And I have friends at the gym. Yeah. Like we get together in our burn class on our treadmills and we all know each other. We know yeah. each other's names and it's, and it's fun. That's kind of my. My outside mm-hmm. people. So that's been really inspiring <laughs> to me. I mean, at times it's been annoying too because I've known that I should also be more physically active. <laughs> it's just easier you're for me doing to go. Like, so I'm much keep better. Working. Thank you. You're killing it. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're doing much better. Awesome. Well, you too. <laughs> well, being physically active, I think, is important. But just be mindful of what you're putting in your body and how you're treating your body. I think it's important. But more importantly than that, I think back to my mom and her her dedication to being physically active. I look back and I remember her being spiritually active mm-hmm. first. She would be sitting at the dining room table with her Bible, a journal, a marker, and that's how she started every day was spiritually active. And I think that's even more important as you go into healthy 2022 is making sure that your spirit is in the right spot, that you're actively in God's Word, that you're actively in church, that you're growing, get in a growth group, get in some accountability and connection, because really a healthy mind and a healthy body, they all go together. Mm -hmm. When your body's unhealthy, your mind and emotions and spiritual life is all unhealthy, so it all goes together. So just be mindful to be putting the priorities in the right spot and make sure your spiritual life is healthy and strong, and then also your physical life. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being an inspiration to me and our (laughs) kids and our church and our community and this community. And uh, thank you for joining us for this Midweek Motivation podcast. I hope that you'll do two things. One, I hope you'll subscribe and share this with uh, people that you know and that probably could use a little boost here in the beginning of the year to get ready for a healthy 2022. Secondly, we hope that you will pop by for a weekend service at Westside Community Church. We always talk about things that are practical, relevant to our daily lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. You can join us online or even right here on site at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area. We hope to see you soon and take care.